0: Hello, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Crash, the UK Geek Podcast. This is episode 343, recorded on Monday the 23rd of November 2020, and the time right now is 2353 seconds. And a happy Doctor Who day, which is a timely welcome back to this show. I have been away for a while, and I haven't done one of these Doctor Who Retro Revisits for a while either. On the subject of Doctor Who Day, while I'm sure there's lots of other Doctor Who related stuff going on everywhere, as far as I'm concerned, I can tell you that we began revisiting classic Doctor Who stories in chronological order back in 2014. We started with the Time Lord's first adventure, titled An Unearthly Child, which was first broadcast on Saturday the 23rd of November 1963, and that's why November the 23rd is Doctor Who Day. And New Who did capitalise on this when they broadcast Day of the Doctor on that same day back in 2013. The one unfortunate thing about the first Doctor Who broadcast is it took place right after the day John F. Kennedy was assassinated. So the next day really wasn't great timing for a new TV show. We're in the pre-show section at the moment and I'm just telling you the state of the revisit so far. And I also have an apology to make. I have been calling Tom Baker the third Doctor for quite a while, when he clearly wasn't. He was the fourth Doctor. And I am sorry. The mistake occurred because I copy and pasted. Ah, copy and paste. The last... John Pertwee episode notes into the first Tom Baker episode notes and have been copying and pasting ever since. That is the danger of copying and pasting big chunks of text. As this is a solo podcast, unless a listener writes in to say something, these errors can run and run until I catch them myself, which I finally did. It's utterly ludicrous because I do know that. It's just when you've got the notes in front of you, it's tempting just to reel them off without really thinking. As I said at the beginning of the show, I haven't been around for a while, and that is a very usual state for my show. You'll hear some of the reasons why that was in the next pod, which is just about geek stuff, and is scheduled for tomorrow, but I always feel a bit funny about promising when these episodes will come out, because who knows what tomorrow will bring. But I can tell you right now that the show notes for tomorrow's podcast are already done. Everything's ready to roll. it have been spell-checked. I'm just ready to go. So hopefully I'll be recording another one of these tomorrow night. The funny thing about doing this show is I really prepared carefully. I paced myself. I didn't overtime myself when I was writing the notes. I took things easy. I was just very careful all round. And then almost at the (laughs) last minute, I burnt my finger and thumb in this really ridiculous DIY accident. I only burnt it lightly, so... Some rest and ointment seems to have worked, but yeah, that almost brought the show to a halt because it impeded my ability to type the final show notes. But luckily, yet yeah, my thumb and my index finger recovered. Because of that minor miracle, you are hearing this. Messing up your hands is the last thing a writer or musician needs. Though, I'm sure anyone listening who knows me personally and hears that bit about the musician might say that an injury could actually improve my musicianship. Okay, that's six minutes of waffle. Let's get on with the show. Tonight, we are talking about the Doctor Who adventure, titled Planet of Evil from 1975. As usual, let's start off with some cast and production notes. The fourth Doctor, fourth, see I got it right this time, was played by Tom Baker. His companion, Sarah Jane Smith, is played by Elizabeth Sladen. The director was David Maloney. The writer, Lewis Marks. Producer, Philip Hinchcliffe. And this is story two of season 13, following on from Terror of the Zygons, which we covered in episode 336. It consisted of four 25-minute episodes and was first broadcast from the 27th of September to the 18th of October 1975. As usual, to give you a flavour of the time a little taster of the zeitgeist, I will do that usual thing and tell you on this day in the UK what happened, and as usual, uh, very little of note happened on that day. So instead, we fall back again to talking about the UK Singles Charts Top 50. And whereas today, on November the 23rd, 2020, Ariana Grande's Positions is at number one, back in 1975, it was The Divine Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, which, of course, I remember. At least I think I remember. Okay, to be honest, I'm not sure if I remember that, but I became a Queen fan later so, I'm not sure what I've done. Is that a retrospective fictional memory, or is that a real me- Oh, it doesn't matter. It's the whole time thing. Weaving round and round and round. In a kind of Mobius strip of time. How appropriate. Okay. <laughs> Let's just play a little clip, and then I'll talk about what happens. happened to be passing when you received this distress call. Well, well, no, 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 we were actually on our way to London, to Earth. To Earth? You said you came from Earth. Yes, we do. That is, I do. You see, the doctor said we could... Pushinsky, I'd like a medical check on everybody aboard the ship. Why? Because someone is contaminated. Yes, Doctor. And we want to examine that space machine of yours. Why? We believe you to be responsible for all the deaths. Unless you cooperate, I shall kill you and the girl without compunction. Oh, great. That's a thanks you get for helping people. Goodbye, Vyshynski. What a brilliant idea. Um, Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye, doctor. Goodbye, Vyshynski. Come on, Sarah. We've an appointment in London. We're already 30,000 years late. Okay, hope you enjoyed that little clip. Here's a summary of the entire story. At the end of Terror of the Zygons, the Doctor and Sarah take the TARDIS back to London, leaving Harry because he wants to take the train back. But instead of going back to London, the TARDIS answers a distress call from the planet Zeta Minor far in the future. When the Doctor and Sarah go off exploring, the planet Zeta Minor, they only find Professor Sorensen, who is the leader of a human expedition that is researching a new source of energy for their energy-starved civilization. It turns out that he is the sole survivor of a series of attacks by an invisible and deadly foe who has been picking off members of the team. A spaceship from Sorensen's homeworld, Morestra, arrives to investigate the distress call. At first, they suspect the Doctor and Sara, and when they escape, the Morestrans track the pair using a sinister oculoid tracker. Then we discover that the creature is from an antimatter universe seeking revenge on the expedition for removing antimatter near a deep pit that joins the universes. As the rescue spaceship abandons the planet, it is dragged back because of the link between the stolen antimatter and the antimatter on the planet. Sorensen becomes infected with the antimatter, Forcing him to prey on the crew of the spaceship and leave desiccated corpses to sustain himself. Fighting the suspicion of the crew, especially the Martinet captain, the Doctor eventually wins the Saganin in command's trust, whereupon the captain escapes into the bowels of the ship to hunt down Sorensen. The crazed captain attacks the Sorenson creature with a ray gun, but instead of killing Sorensen, makes him multiply and overrun the ship. The Doctor finds and takes the first and original Sorensen back to the planet, and throws him and the antimatter into the pit. To the Doctor's pleasure and surprise, Sorensen appears unharmed, and the Doctor returns him to the ship, now free of the planet's magnetic force. Before leaving the ship, the Doctor hints at a better source of energy to research, which Sorensen eagerly embraces. The Doctor and Sara leave in the TARDIS for their appointment in London, for which they are 30,000 years late. Okay, so let me tell you what I thought. Well, I enjoyed it uh, mostly. I thought, again, it definitely had the signature Philip Hinchcliffe horror, especially with a Sorensen monster attacking the crew members and leaving behind hideous desiccated corpses. I thought those oculoid tracker Surveillance drones were pretty cool. They were used by the Marastrons to hunt the Doctor and Sara down. And they have these big organic Eye of Sauron eyeballs and a mini War of the Worlds style carapaces. They were both striking and scary. Well done, whichever prop-maker dreamt them up. What little we can see of the Murastran's highly militaristic and cold culture is reminiscent of Late Sevens Federation. On the other hand, I must have mentioned how close the two shows are a million times by now, so maybe I should just stop. Finally, it is absolutely clear, and I did not have to look this up, that this story steals from Forbidden Planet from 1956 for that hulking, invisible, unstoppable monster. As for trivia, no big surprises here. This was a studio-filmed story, with filming locations at BBC Television Centre in Shepherd's Bush and Ealing Studios in Ealing. But since I never mentioned the non-on-location shoots, I thought I'd do so today. Harry is not in this story. We already know that the Brigadier isn't returning to the series for several years after Terror of the Zygons. He will return in Mordrin Undead in 1983, but Harry deciding to stay behind after Terror of the Zygons was a surprise. In fact, there is only one adventure left, the android invasion in 1975, before we wave goodbye to Harry forever. Shoes rejoice. This was a fairly nice and digestible four-episode story. Though, again, I'm not sure if I can remember watching this the first time around. Next time we are going to be watching The Pyramids of Mars, which is an adventure I really do remember watching when it was first broadcast. I'm not sure why that was more memorable, but there you are. And that's really it for Doctor Who Planet of Evil from 1975. Tomorrow, we will have a more usual All Things Geek episode, where I just talk about everything geeky that's been happening, that I have made a note of, that is of interest to me, and hopefully is of interest to you too. So be sure to tune into that episode as well. Tune into, this isn't a radio show, is it? (laughs) After all this time, I'm still convinced I'm a radio DJ. (laughs) Sorry about that. The show that you're listening to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen and recommend it to a friend or enemy. You were listening to Crash the UK Geek Podcast... (laughs) You know, I've really got to do something about the title of this podcast. I'm getting to the point where I'm just too embarrassed to say what CRASH stands for, but it is Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, the UK podcast for the Culture Geek Technology Nerd and Creative Wizard. This was episode... 343, recorded on Monday, the 23rd of November, 2020, and the time at the end of the show is 23.26.21. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye!